Welcome to Episode 8 of All in a Homeschool Day, the podcast helping you keep homeschooling real and in perspective. I'm your host, Crystal Wagner, and this week we're talking to Carrie Bazell. I had a great time talking to Carrie. We talked about a number of things, including some of her favorite books and how she loops back around and reads some of those classic books with her younger children that they may have missed or not quite remembered when the older ones were reading them. We also talk about how she finds time to fit in reading as a homeschool mom, as well as some of her advice she wishes she'd paid more attention to when she first started homeschooling. Plus, we talk about how she makes Shakespeare and literature time special with a drink party. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss this episode. I want to welcome to the show today, Carrie Bazell. She is a homeschooling mom of three children. Her daughter is 19. And two sons are 17 and 11. And Carrie, you've been homeschooling for 14 years. That's right. Does it seem like that long? Not really. But then there are times when you look back and you're like, this has been a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Those days that you think, oh, is this day going to end? Yes, exactly. Well, Carrie, I want to start out by asking what book has had the biggest impact on your homeschool? Oh, wow. Um, Well, starting out, when I first started homeschooling, I read For the Children's Sake Uh by Susan Schaefer McCauley. And so that one had a big impact. So I think besides, but you know, I don't, I don't come back to that book a lot. So the ones that I do go back to over and over again are the, the, just the original Charlotte Mason series. So that's not one bit. That's about six books, but anyway. This is true, but we could kind of call it one work. Yeah, we, yeah we'll, we'll group that all in together because I go back to that quite a bit. There's a lot that you can do that you can, you get something new out of those books every time you read them. Yes, mm-hmm. that's true. So what are you currently reading? Either as a read aloud for your family or and or for yourself. Oh, okay. So I have a couple of books going and a read aloud that I'm, I'm just doing with my 11 year old son is Farmer Boy. So we're almost finished with that. So we're just kind of going through the Little House series because I realized that he had not read those. It's just, I think when he's, when he was really little and I started reading in Little House in the Big Woods, even though it's not girl centric, since it has a girl on the cover you know, it was a book about a girl. So at that time he was just really not interested, but then later on we went ahead and picked it back up and it's kind of like a bedtime reading. So if you read that book, that's a, you get to stay up a little bit later and read, you know, so now we're on farmer boy. So that one is, that's been really interesting for him and, um, just rediscovering it for myself too. Have you found that, with him, you almost feel like there are pieces that get left out because you did something with the older ones and he was kind of tagging along and then you suddenly realize, oh, he doesn't remember that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So he, so he, yeah, I'm having to rediscover a few things that I thought we'd gone over that or I thought we'd had that, but then I realized, oh, he's never read Little House on the Prairie. So anyway, we're starting, we're starting that series. So he's, 
he's really enjoying that. Oh, and then for myself, I got involved in a book club at church this um, this summer. So it's not um, it's not like a Bible study or anything like that. But we've been reading um, we've been reading a book a month. So the one I just got finished reading is called The Good Pilot Peter Woodhouse by Alexander. Let me think. Alexander McCall Smith, I think is his name. So it was a pretty good book. It was a World War II book that kind of reminded me of, have you seen the series Foil's War? That's on, oh, okay. Well, it's a, it's a World War II setting. And so that's kind of a good little book. And that's a nice little bit of history for you. Yeah, exactly. And there were some things in there that I was like, you know, I guess I need to go back and read about that because, um, the post World War II, you know, you kind of, I don't know, when I was in school, we got to the end of World War II, hooray, the Allies won. And, you know, maybe they spent a lot of weeks saying, oh, and also afterwards, you know, this happened. So <laughs> we didn't get a good, we didn't get right. a good picture of the recovery. So this book went in more into that. So I read um, the autobiography of Gail Haverson, who was the chocolate pilot and dropped chocolate into Berlin whenever they would, uh, they were flying the uh, food relief mission or trips. And I learned so much more about World War II through that book because it talked about what happened afterwards. Right. Yeah. So there, yeah, that, there was a little bit about chocolate in that book. I it didn't mention that pilot, but now I want to read that. Oh, it is an incredible book. And it started by reading a picture book. Oh, interesting. Yeah. we were, it, have, you, have you noticed this, that sometimes you'll read either a picture book or more of a historical fiction kind of chapter book, and then it takes you down this rabbit path? Yes. Yes, that's true. So that's what happened is we then went and found there's actually a middle school book about the chocolate pilot. So it started with Mercedes and the chocolate pilot, which was a picture book. And then we read the middle school book, and then I found the biography. Wow. Yeah, that's a rabbit trail. Yeah. <laughs> that good. I need to look for that autobiography. So that'd be, that would be good to add to my World War II education. <laughs> Your never-ending list of books to read? Yes, exactly. So how do you make time as a homeschool mom to read those books? Do you just fit it in or do you wow. have a time of the day that you read? You know, like for this book club, I've had to just fit it in because, you know, I don't really, if I want to go to the book club, I got to finish the book. So, um, but the, in the summertime, it's been easier because we don't homeschool year round. So we've had, you know, this little window. So I just take some time in the afternoon. I have a time set aside for my kids to just, you know, go in your room, read a book. They have to read a book for at least an hour and then they can just play rest of that time but you know just some quiet time so I've been taking advantage of that and then usually before bed I'll have a little bit of time to read too during the school year I don't have as much time but so I do have to just kind of work it in when I can and just go slowly through books so what advice would you give to a new homeschool mom that you wish you had received or that you did receive and wish you had paid more attention to Oh, wow. Okay. Um, okay. One piece of advice that I 
did receive, but I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really grasp hold of it. Somebody said, when you're a homeschooler, you need to stay home and homeschool. Well, that doesn't sound like very much fun because the advantage of homeschooling is you can get out during the day and, you know, visit the zoo, visit the museum, visit this, visit that, go to co-op, all these things that your um, friends in traditional school can't take advantage of. So I kind of thought, oh, no, don't stay home. You know, let's experience the world. But as you get further on in your career of homeschooling, you realize that is great advice. Have your scheduled time at home and don't, um, I think sometimes you kind of just, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we do all this stuff at, at home. But the great thing about homeschooling is you get to go to the zoo and you get to do this. But at home in your your nice little scheduled homeschool time, that's when a lot of learning is going on. Maybe it doesn't sound snazzy and exciting, but that's really, that's the base. That's, that's what you work from is that, um, that time at home when you can just be quiet and listen to books, read, um, write, do all that stuff that, seems, ah, that seems very schooly, but, um, anyway, I feel like that's a great value and nothing, and it's not anything to, um, you know, just kind of shove by the wayside and say, oh yeah, 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 we, we do that too. But look at, look at this nature study that we've done. Look at where we went. Look at this field trip that we went on, but staying home can be a great thing. <laughs> And do you find it's harder as your kids get older to do that because there's more opportunities for them? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, not as much temptation to be at the zoo or the, you know, the science museum or whatever. But, um, of course, there's a lot of things outside the home that as your kids get older, you know, you start choosing things like um, music or co-op or um, my daughter was in dance. So... We did, you know, things like that that we had to leave the home for. And that's, I think that's wonderful. And it's, it's, it's something that you just have to decide, okay, this is going to be our priority. This is going to be a value that we have as a family. But I guess what I'm saying is just don't, don't discount that time that you have at home. It doesn't sound fancy and it's it's not one of those things that people open their eyes and say oh wow I can't believe you get to do that as a homeschooler that's wonderful and it's very it seems like it's just not as it's not as you know exciting and fun sounding but it's 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 where I think that's where life happens I agree um do you does your family have routines such that I know some families take Fridays as a field trip day or they may um, plan once a quarter or something. Do you have kind of a guideline you use or just go by the feel of what, what's working in your season? I think just go by the feel of what works. And at different times of the year, there's more. And we find in, in the fall, even though that's, you know, kind of our back to school time, there seems to be a little bit more going on and a little bit more to do. I know we always try to go to the state fair. Um, 
we'll try to do at least one or two field trips in the fall that um, just get us out and about. And it's, you know, the weather's better than maybe in the summertime when you're so hot or in the wintertime where it's so cold. So I find that the fall is a good time to kind of make that more of a priority. But we just kind of go with the flow and, you know, what's available to you. True. I know you've talked a little bit also about enjoying the journey mm -hmm. and how sometimes with homeschooling that can be a challenge because you get so wrapped up in what's going on. Right. Yeah. You get wrapped up in what's going on. And one thing that I've found is, and I'm, I found that by making mistakes too, that I'm a planner and I like to plan things out. And one of my, one of my reasons for planning, even if I might not really state this when I start to plan, one of the reasons that I'm planning is to avoid problems. I want to avoid um, getting into a situation where um, we've got to make tough choices. I want to avoid getting into um, sibling squabbles. I want to avoid getting into um, too much to do on one day and maybe not enough to do on other days. So I want to avoid these problems. And while they're, that's great, there needs to be a balance between um, you can't plan, you know, you can't schedule out everything that could possibly be a problem for you. So what I've, what I've learned is we just have to, you can plan and then just take the ride and just enjoy the journey. And sometimes I feel like I, Overplanned, and you know, just try to eliminate everything that I could foresee as a problem. Then I'm left with, you know what? Uh, like one example is, I set up and when my two older ones were quite a bit younger, they were probably like in maybe second and fourth grade. I set up these little um, kind of partitions for them to use during when they're sitting at the table doing their schoolwork. And the partitions were cute and I put some things on them like just things that they needed at the time like a, like a penmanship, you know, sticker that showed, you know, how to make the letters, maybe a multiplication table for the older one, things like that. So they were very cute. They were just really nice. And they sat there, they were those, just those trifle things that you might use for science fair. They sat there and I worked really hard on them, got them really nice. And it worked out for us. It was a good, it was a good thing, but I think it probably kept some squabbles from happening that could have been teaching opportunities and training opportunities. So just little things like that, that maybe the problem that you're trying to plan around and try to avoid might actually be part of the lesson. It might be part of um, what you need, you know, just part of the journey that you need to, to just persevere through. Embrace the moments that's not going to always be the learning moments. Yes, exactly. Yeah, maybe, maybe learning multiplication tables at that point maybe was not so important as learning to sit across and look at somebody that you're very close to and they're a little bit annoying and love them anyway. And I presume that this has been 
um, advice that you need to take to heart as well. Cause I know yes. every time I have things like that, I have to look, start by looking at my actions and feelings and thoughts on it. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So mom can um, be in there with them and, you know, learning that love and love your neighbor <laughs> right along with the kids. And sometimes loving the kids is, well, I should say often loving the kids can be harder than loving your neighbor since you see them more. Yes. Well, that, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about my kids as my neighbors. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. So one question to wrap us up. Okay. What is, I'm going to let you choose your question. What is your favorite homeschool resource or what is your favorite subject to teach? Mm, wow. Okay. I'm going to say my favorite subject to teach. My favorite, my favorite subject to teach is literature. I just, I love, you know, I look back at my, my education and I kind of think, wow, I think I should have been like an English lit major. I think I would have really enjoyed that so much. <laughs> so that's, that's part of my, um, as my homeschooling journey, I have um, been able to get more into that, you know, have, have a little bit of time to kind of just pursue things that, you know, as a, as a high school and college student, I was, I had blinders on and I just kind of focused on my one area, which was science. And I do love science, but um, I've really enjoyed teaching literature and, and, just going through um, probably English lit the most, you know, just going through um, the early things like Beowulf. And I just, I really have enjoyed that. And going on through Shakespeare, we just, we really have liked, um, you know, just walking through some of those plays and hopefully, you know, viewing a few. So that's been nice. Do you do something to make... Uh, Shakespeare or your literature time special and a little different? Yes, we do. We, um, we, a, a while back we started doing, um, cause I had read about people having like a tea time or whatever, and um, that just to do, you know, to do whether you do picture study during that time, whether you do classical music during that time or um, Shakespeare. So we started doing that for Shakespeare and for, um, listening to, um, classical music for our composer studies and tea time did not work for us. And nobody really wanted to, nobody really enjoyed tea except for me and maybe my daughter a little bit, but it got to be a time of like messing around and like dipping crackers into your water and making a mess. It was just, that was just not our thing. So we started and, that was the one day that we could, I got, I got out of ice crusher as so I make crushed ice and, and we could, you know, put Sprite in and maybe flavor it with a little maraschino cherry juice or something like that. And so it got to be, so we would call it our drink party. And at, at different times we've done it different ways. Like, um, you know, maybe somebody would make a snack for that or, and maybe we could just make a little menu of like, you know, two or three drinks that you could have for your drink at your drink party. So then the rule was you get your drink, but you wait until everybody's ready to start because it, you know, one person could drink their drink and then you'd be back in the kitchen. And then from then on, um, 
you were just supposed to make that drink last for the 30 minutes or whatever. So that were, there was always too much get up, go get another drink. Oh, can I have some more? Oh, I ran out of flavoring in this. Now it just tastes like water. I need, you know. Right. And that kind of defeats the purpose of why you're exactly. doing it. So yeah, we would, we would gather around the table for Shakespeare time and Sometimes my, now my daughter was more like this. She liked to, um, she would find maybe paper dolls or something online where she could have like a, a picture of maybe a costume that would have been uh, appropriate for that play. And she would draw it and color it. And, you know, that was kind of, that was kind of her thing. But that, I don't know, my boys never really cared that much about that. Sometimes we would try to keep up with their characters with some kind of visual that when you have a lot of characters in a play, sometimes that's kind of nice, but they never really were excited about coloring or anything like that. So sometimes the visual was just there. Maybe I'd let my daughter kind of color the pictures and everybody could look at them after that. Well, I like that take on tea time. Makes it a little more unique to your family because I think tea time is not something that our culture in America has really embraced or understand. Mm-hmm. oftentimes the moms think, Ooh, tea time. I love tea. And the kids yes, are thinking, exactly. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So exactly. I love the, the drink party. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. We, I've enjoyed having you on the show and, um, and, and really just enjoyed talking. And I love the advice to enjoy the journey. And that is something that I think we all need that reminder. Mm-hmm. And probably often. Yes, often. Yeah. So thank you so much well, for being here. Thanks for letting me come on and talk and just um, share what I had to share. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Do you have a question you'd like to hear answered on the podcast? Or would you like to be a guest on the podcast and share advice with the listeners? Maybe some advice that you wish you had heard when you first started homeschooling. Hop on over to triumphantlearning.com forward slash podcast and submit your request to be on the show or submit your question. I hope you have a triumphant day.